No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. And I, as a sorrow, is already a benefit for that little baby. Piakermes, he came in and he yawned and he died. He's a benevolent So coming to this world is a benefit in itself. However, the main benefit are these three things that he enumerates. Abay says before Zman Kishma, the bottom paragraph. So it comes out that we learn from the previous words, the chief purpose of a man's existence in this world is only to fulfill mistress, and to do avoido. Now this was explained last time in addition to mistress, because mistress or what we require to do. But lavid means what we have from the generosity of our own minds and our own idealism, what we decide to do in order to exercise the, the potentials that we have. For instance, to become more devoted to the service of Hashem, to think of ways and means of inventing new additional methods of chassidus, anything that shows a gratitude and a love to Hashem and a devotion beyond the line of duty, he is included in love. Up to the line of duty, it's called mistress. Beyond the line of duty, it's called love. And lamed bin Yisrael, and to be able to withstand the tests of life. He's giving us three purposes in life. To mistress, every Jew must do all their mistress. And there are more than we think there are. There are very many mistress. The famous Halavadis are all mistress. Obligation of the mind are mistress. And then Lavid to do beyond the line of duty, to serve Hashem and to show that we are not merely shirking or trying to fulfill the minimum. We do as all that we can by thinking of ways and means of expressing our love of Hashem and our Great, a, a realization of the greatness of Hashem and many other ways of expressing our service to Hashem. And the third is to withstand tests, all kinds of tests. The test of being a boy, the test of being a young man, the test of being a married man, the test of becoming a middle-aged man, the test of an old man, all kinds of tests. The test of, of being a partner, the test of being an employer, employee, Life is full of tests. Tests of illness, holy, tests of success, tests in wartime, tests in peacetime, every kind of a test. Success is a test, and we are being passed through the machinery that's testing us in every possible way. Now, for the pleasure of this world are not to be used Elo Le'ezer, only for an assistance. Ulisiyua, and to help the Valon. Now, it's a very important statement he's saying here. That we have a right, and we have a 
obligation to use the pleasures of this world insofar that they help us carry out our function. So whatever is necessary for our health or even for our peace of mind, we have a right to do. So Shiyelo Nachas a person should have peace of mind, the Yeshua Das. So you see it's quite liberal, it's not really saying that you have to take the minimum of minimum of Elon Haza. You have a right to take Hanois in order to gain calmness of mind and also a happy disposition. Like was mentioned in the Sefer Shevet Musa, which is a very strict Musa Sefer, he said, you have a right to take walks in gardens in order to acquire a certain equilibrium, a mental equilibrium, peace of mind. And so, when the Sadiqim went on summertime in vacations, many Sadiqim went away in the summer dashes in summertime, and it wasn't a waste of time. They regained the health that they expended during the winter season, and they came back with renewed vigor to serve Hashem. So he gives us that leeway, but only with the understanding that we're doing it for the purpose of recharging our batteries and coming back with more energy to serve Hashem. The man yuchal in order that he should be able to devote all of his heart. Fanas means to empty out. Empty out his mind from all other things for this service. Amutelis olina, that's put upon us. Now included in all this is work too. Work is very important. If a person doesn't work, he's going to deteriorate, becomes a drifter, a broken character, a lonely, sick fellow, and is a failure. And then of course he can't be married, nobody will have any business with a failure. So every person must know, in order to serve Hashem, he must be a normal person in everything, including keeping a full-time job, or a full-time learner, but not everybody's fit to be a full-time learner, and he shouldn't deceive himself. And many loafers who loaf around in the shtiblach, and they say, when you ask, what are you doing? They say, Tzairose Umanusay. Because it's only a cover-up for his uh, irresponsible way of life. And therefore, everybody has to do something. And he has to do these things in order to maintain his full health, and in order to be able to serve Hashem. So just as Yeshiva people used to go to vacation in Europe, went for vacation in Europe, in the summer resorts, where they used to go swimming and used to go hiking in order to get the fresh air that they didn't have all year round and exercise. So also, during the entire year, a working man must make panosa and must keep his job in order to maintain his peace of mind, equilibrium, and in order to be a successful servant of Hashem. Now that means a great deal of explanation, because now we see, in order to be a servant of Hashem, it's important to do various things beyond the mere fulfillment of Allah's or the Menhagim of Yiddishkeit. You have to be a fully normal person, a person who is healthy and who functions in a normal way, and that person is able to serve Hashem properly. First you have to hear. The fact that the Messiah Yashalim devotes two lines to this subject demonstrates how important that subject is. It includes many things, including the precautions with one's health. When the Messiah Shalanta went to Germany 
for a cure for some illness. So the professor made a remark, he said, of a thousand patients, he said, he didn't see a single one that was as meticulous, as careful in carrying out his directives about taking the medicine. As this person, he pointed out, Rishol Salant, is the one is most careful of the thousand patients. Because Rishol understood, if you have to guard your health, it's also a service of Hashem. And therefore, just like in all other aspects of, of Avedas Hashem, he was exceptional. He was exceptional also in carrying out the doctor's directions and guarding his health. But it's important to add, and all the things that he does, all of his motivation, Pnea means what he's turning, in which direction his motivation should be only for Akkadish Bora, who the Creator alone. So if he works, or he does other things that he needs for his body, whatever he does, he should have in mind, it's all for the Bora alone. So when a person eats, when he goes to sleep, when he gets married, when he buys a home, when he buys a furniture, when he clothes himself, everything he does should be with the intention of serving his Creator. He shall have no other purpose in all the deeds that he would do. In cotton, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. Let's say if he's buying a watch or he's buying a home. Whatever he does, he should add the thought, I'm doing it to serve Hashem. A watch, very important. You have to be able to go to work on time. You have to be able to know Zman Kirishma. It helps in very many things. And a home, of course, is based on English. Home is a place where you build up all your meters, favorites, make other one mocking, between yourself and your wife, behavior. Training and training your children, a house of hearts. So whatever you do, if you do it for the service of Hashem, it changes the nature and it all becomes Kiddusha. All the things that he does is with the intention of coming closer to Hashem, his Barak, and to break all the barriers. That intervene between him and his creator. I was telling us that there are barriers between a man and Hashem. And the barriers consist of ignorance, foolishness, that's one of the barriers. Another barrier is wrong character traits, anger, selfishness, overindulgence, arrogance, all kinds of wrong meters, also habits, relationships, wrong company, wrong environment, all these things are barriers between the and Hashem. And our purpose is to break down all the barriers. And then, then nothing stands between us and coming close to Hashem. Now, what are the barriers? All the matters of materialism. Sometimes, even eating is a barrier. When a person eats 
just because he likes the taste and not the thinking of the effects it will have on him. A person sleeps over much, a person is too much in love with his family, and the family takes him away from the Torah, a person is too much in love with his wife, and his wife takes him away from serving Hashem, a person loves his business too much, takes him away from serving Hashem. So all these things, if they are barriers instead of means of approaching Hashem, so he has to learn how to break these barriers, Again, call all the matters of materialism are totally them and everything else that depends on them. But in addition to the things themselves, there are all kinds of attachments to them. For instance, if a person wants to make a nice home, he says, I want to have a nice home. That's a Gashmias. They want a nice home for him. They want a home in order to make a Kiddush Hashem from Jews should have a, make a good impression. All right. But you have to go all out, let's say, and make a special room for Chinese uh, uh, jewelry, Chinese uh, houseware. I can ha- Some people have a home where they have a Chinese room. You need that for 10 capolas. It's 100% waste. The person, let's say, interested in having a coin collection in his house, special room with a coin collection. It's already a Gashmiz that has no connection at all, and it's uh, between him and Hashem. So the time he has to waste on it. Hobbies, even travel. If a person is traveling all the time, or a person is a slave to his wife, his wife says, let's go here and let's go there, and is always on the go with his wife, has no time to come to learn. So these people, not only the Gashmiz itself is a barrier, but the many things attached to the Gashmiz will also serve as barriers. He has to take in mind that he has to get rid of all the barriers and live a normal, successful, happy life with the intention of using everything only to serve Hashem. Say that in the south. Now the next line is especially significant. The next line is especially significant. Until he is drawn towards Hashem, Yisbarah, is attracted is pulled towards Hashem, Mamish Kabazel, exactly like iron is pulled after the magnet. When he removes all the barriers, the natural instinct of the soul is to fly towards Hashem. And therefore, when a man is able to make all these things that he shouldn't serve as barriers, they should serve as passageway, even his work. When he's working, he's thinking that Hashem is being served by him in his place of work. He wants to pay tuition for his children. He wants to be able to support institutions of Torah, yeshivas. He wants to uh, be able to maintain the health of his family. And all this is doing for the purpose of serving Hashem. All to serve Hashem, to serve Hashem, to serve Hashem. Now, these things are no longer barriers. He's living a normal life. Not he's a hermit who runs away in the woods and doesn't do anything. He hides himself in the corner of his steeple, doesn't do anything. No. He's a man who's in the middle of life. And he's acting like a normal person. But he has changed all these things into barriers, into passageways. So now there's a clear, straight through way from him to Hashem. And he flies towards Hashem. 
automatically the person's soul is so constructed that it's like iron that's attached to the lodestone. And I saw Kodesh Boa made us so, and he breathed into us. But he breathed into a person, the spirit of Hashem. That spirit wants to come as close to Hashem as possible. And that person, once he transformed everything into, from a barrier into a passageway, automatically he'll fly towards Hashem and he'll succeed in this world and the purpose of coming close to Hashem. Say that, that's where we're stopping. Chofches, four shooters down from the top. Anything that a person can think about that might be one of the methods of making him closer to Hashem, he should pursue it after. He should run after it. And then, once he runs after it, he shouldn't let go. But your husband, he should hold on to it. Although you he shouldn't let go. So when a person is interested in shlemus, which means coming close to Hashem, and he finds something that might help him, it doesn't mean it's guaranteed. It might help him. You should run after it, like you run after things that you desire very much, and when he gets there, you should hold on and not let go. You shouldn't be discouraged. Anything that he could think about that might be a barrier that prevents him from becoming close to Hashem, he should flee from it like a person runs away from fire. Of course, it's necessary to spend some time thinking what are the things that bring us closer to Hashem and what are the things that are barriers. For instance, learning Sfarim like Mesilla Shashalim certainly brings you closer to Hashem, so you should run after it. If you run after money, if your money was in the street someplace, you'd run and hold on to it and not get tired of it. And what things could cause a person to be frustrated in the desire to come close to Hashem. That's reading things written by atheists, apicosim, the newspapers that speak about things like this, evolution, theater, and all other things that cause a man to be sunk in the gashmias and the stupidity and the lies of the world. So whatever could cause a barrier, you should run away from it like you run away from fire. My soul clings after you. Achrecha means it clings like a metal clings to a magnet. Be tom And your right hand will support me. Which means when a person tries to come close to Hashem, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will lend him aid in succeeding. 
Since he came into the world only for this purpose, to try as much as he can to come close to Hashem. To acquire this nearness to Hashem, by rescuing himself from all the things that prevent it, and spoil it. Amone are things that stop you from attaining Kiras Hashem. And Mafsid means the thing, even after you have it, but they have an effect that causes a person to be disillusioned. For instance, we'll see later, one Mafsid is company of Leitzin. If you sit together with Leitzin, or you read Leitzonis, he said, these are the things that destroy a man's mind. They destroy your idealism. Everything becomes a joke, nothing is important, and therefore it's called a Mafsid. And the barrier are not necessarily things that destroy your idealism, but for instance, you get very much interested in traveling. You're interested very much in sports. Now, sports, nothing in sports that are against Kirillus Hashem. But once a person gets involved in anything that's empty, that's a barrier. It prevents them from going further. But when a person does acquire certain good things, only afterwards he's Isaac and Lezonis, then it knocks down his idealism. Like when my rabbi once said, in Slabotka, the morning after Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur and Slabotka was a great day. And Mitzvah Yom Kippur, the whole yeshiva full of Kiddushim. Everybody was a Kaddish. They went through such an experience. In the morning, the rabbi said, watch out, son, you're going home, and maybe there'll be some Lezonis in your hometowns. And you should know, Lezonis, Achaz, Doichor, Meyatech, Achaz. One Lezonis can overthrow a hundred times lectures on Musa. You build up a castle of idealism and one foolish day showing off Wildkeit, like some places they throw wet towels in the steeple on Simchaster, do other silly things and they act crazy. That can knock down the whole castle of idealism as you built up on Yom Kippur. So that's called the Mafsi. Say that inside. After we know this, after it becomes clear to us the truth of this rule, of course it doesn't mean it's already clear. He's talking about people who have spent time thinking over this whole parent. But once a person really established the clarity, understands what it's all about, then, then we have to start searching how do you carry out in the practice? All this is just idealism and theory. What do you do in practice to come closer to Hashem? I'll put up the details and the degrees, because you do these things gradually, a little at a time. So we have to study every detail of it and every part, how we should go from one degree to another, higher and higher. From the beginning until the end, which has started the whole subject. And he's following the order that Rabbi Pinchas ben Yoyer made in his statement that we quoted above in the Hagdom as follows. First is the Hiras. Hiras means to learn caution, to learn carefulness, to learn awareness. Now, that's a big subject, a very important subject, and he'll explain that at length. The next is Jesus. It's alacrity. That's getting out with energy 
and how to do things and accomplish them. The third is Nikius, how to see that the things are clean. Although some people may do good things, but they're admixtures, adulterations of different intentions, and sometimes mixed in into the medicine, a little bit poison too. So to make it pure, not only is we should do the things right, but we should do them with purity. Now that's a subject that we discuss it later. Apricious, to learn how to have self-control. Apricious means to abstain, abstinence. Self-control. Self-control not to talk what's not necessary. Self-control not to go where it's not necessary. Many other things are, to tell us the importance of learning of a man to be a moishal b'chol ha'asheh He should rule over himself. Then after horror. That's also a form of nekiyah, but a much higher degree of purification. See that later. That's a career of doing new things which the Torah doesn't require of us. But it's a sign of a person's devotion to Hashem that is not satisfied with merely the line of duty. But it goes beyond the line of duty, and that is tells us an important subject. Our person should learn how to be humble. Now that may seem to be one of the elementary things, humility. But we'll see later that Anov is one of the high madregas. A person should learn to be humble because Hashem is always standing over him and the man is always aware of his smallness and his weakness. And therefore, that's one of the foundations of greatness, humility. is praised for his humility. Then Yerashchet, that's a separate madrega. Not only doesn't do any chatoim, but he's afraid of chet, like people that are afraid of the edge of a roof, might fall off the roof. You're afraid of a fire. You learn, how to make sure that you'll never come even close to it. It's a subject by itself. And hakidusha. Now, hakidusha is a subject that a person may even eat, but he eats with kidusha. He sleeps with kidusha. He breathes with kidusha. That's a subject that he discusses later. The Atra Nevorim, now we'll explain them Echad Echad, one by one, the Sayyad Edishmaya. I mean, he won't do it himself with the help of heaven. Say that inside. It is before his mother. Yin Perek Beis. Chav Chesedabari. Perek Beis. Beyer eats Midas Hasiris. Explains. And neither calls the Zahiris. That's the first step in the ladder. In the Indian Zahiris, what Soiha, Soiha Tasa Lateva. And the same word as Shachar, and the same word as Zoreach, the same word as transposed, all mean shining or light. Lehi Zoher, we translate to be careful, but actually it means be illuminated. Your mind shouldn't be dark, like somebody who's walking in a dark room. When you put on the light, he can see where he's going. So the Hizor means to put on the light. Although we translate, be careful, but not enough to say be careful. 
Careful means find out what's it all about. That's what the Israel means. Find out what it's all about. Now, Zeros. A man should be careful in his deeds or be in Yonov and all his affairs. Affairs means not only what he does, but things that are happening around him. He has to be careful and see that he's doing the things in a way that are for his success. Klima, I explain. He should look into it. And pay attention on on all the things that he does, what he did, what he said, where he went, how he behaved in various occasions, Udrochov. And that's his general ways, his general attitudes, his general practice of the Amasha. Amasha is. You encounter somebody on the street and you spoke with him. When you go away, if you think over, what did you say? Or was it necessary to say what you said? Or did you say it correctly? Or are you just trying to show off to him, make a good impression? Or just wasting time? Was it let's on this? Maybe there was something of a Russian horror? So that's called a mice, an act that you did. But the Rochov means, where should you walk? Should you walk on the street or not walk on the street in general? Or you walk on the street, maybe you have to choose a different kind of street to walk on? Or maybe walking is not for you? Of course, walking is a good thing, by the way. I believe in walking. But you have to think about it. Is that a data? So data means your regular ways of life. You have to examine them. Maybe your regular ways have to be revised. That's one thing. And Maise means each act by itself is worth thinking about. How to me? Are they good or not good? And why should you have to do that? Revealty He shouldn't leave himself over for the danger of going lost. And he explains that by not paying attention to what you're doing, people can walk off the edge and fall in. He shouldn't walk in the path of his custom, of his habits, to either about like a blind man walking in the darkness. Both things. It's a blind man and he's in the darkness too. When he's in a place where there's light and a blind man is walking, so somebody can steer him in the right direction. But suppose a blind man walks off into the darkness, there's nobody to help him, so he's doubly handicapped. He's blind, and nobody's there to help him. Let's say up here, up to here. So it means a man should think over, let's say, if he is a retired man, should think, is it good to be retired? It's a question. It's a very important question. Is it right to be retired? Or is a cattle man? Should he sit in the cattle? Or should he be making a living? That's just a simple question at all. Is a man wants to divorce his wife? He's going ahead with it. Is that the derev to do? Think it over. Sometimes he has to do. Let's say if she's not a Shema mistress, has he get rid of her? But otherwise, is that a derev? You have to think it over. And people go ahead and do what they want, and they don't think things over. 
Everybody goes ahead, but I'll say, you nobody spent, let's say, five minutes sitting down thinking about this derech, the right derech or not. And surely, but I say, it doesn't think. And therefore, if people, let's say, would have thought about their behavior, they could have saved themselves a great deal of trouble. Let's see, here's a woman whose mother-in-law came in, and she should have known, mother-in-law's coming in, don't argue with her. She was all about it. Think about it. And she comes, just keep quiet. Even if she's mean, it's a nasty thing. Answer back. Once she answer back her mother-in-law, then she's an enemy for life. And therefore, one act can cause trouble that will continue forever. And that's how people do it without thinking. And therefore, it's so important to keep your mind on what you're doing. This is something that certainly anybody in common sense can tell him that he's obliged to do. Since a person has reason, he has common sense to rescue himself. <coughs> and to run away from the destruction of his soul, not only his body, his soul will be destroyed. Could it be right that he wants to close his eyes against what's good for him, rescuing himself? Let's see, it's a young couple, they decide to move in a certain neighborhood. Question is, that's a terror. Let's think that over. What neighbor are you moving in? The utmost importance. What about your children that you're going to have? So if you move near a yeshiva, a mokim it's going to be a big difference the rest of your life. If you move out in the suburbs, in New Jersey in some place, it's going to make a tremendous difference in the children. That's the thing you see through. So, if a person has sense, you're a normal person, how could it be that he makes these serious moves without thinking over? And you don't know what to think? Go to somebody who is older and experienced and talk it over, get it right. Moving, Settling in a certain place is certainly as important as going to a, a specialist in Manhattan for a health problem. And there are people who don't give any time to their th problems at all and don't think about themselves. They are worse than animals, he says, because an animal doesn't have any sense. It follows the instincts. But you have the ability to think, you have sense, and you won't use your sense to help yourself. So you're worse than an animal. You say that in the next sentence. Don't have time, and I'll say that inside. Now, what he said now, <clears throat> that's the first step in the ladder. Of course, when a person goes and asks for advice, he should know it's very important. It's like going to a doctor. You pay him $200 for the visit. Manhattan, you don't take less than $200 for a visit. <clears throat> so he makes it his business to obey the doctor. Suppose you get advice free of charge from somebody who's competent. The fact that it's free doesn't mean it should be disobeyed. And therefore, people must know that how important it is to think about things. And if they're not capable of thinking, they don't know what to think. Shomea le'eitzo goes for advice. Now, it's before Zman We're on Chuf Tes, 
four lines down through the top. And I wish us to learn or do anything else. If you go downstairs, away from the miles. Before he said that the subject of the hills means for a person to learn to be aware, aware of the way he's traveling in life in general, and aware of his individual deeds that he does. In other words, he has to keep his mind on where he's going. Then he said, since a person has the ability to think, and he can utilize his, his mind to save himself, that he considers it a great lack of responsibility, a lack of common sense when a person doesn't practice the hearers. There's certainly nothing less worthy than that. Something most unworthy when a person allows himself to walk in life without looking where he's going. The oyster can a person does that. Even less than animals. Animals have an instinct to guard themselves. You see sometimes, you open a safe the tiny little insect, as soon as you open the safe and he's revealed, he's exposed, he darts like lightning across the page and disappears. All animals and insects have an insect and have an instinct to protect themselves. But a person who doesn't think about his way in life and he just blunders from one trouble to another trouble, so he's worse than the animals. If an animals and insects, they flee from anything that would seem to them to be a possibility of danger to them. When a person walks in his world without considering whether his path is a good path or not a good path, it's like a blind man walking by the edge of a river, not our civilized rivers that have a straight shoreline. A river, like in the country, that meanders in and out, and the shoreline goes in and out. You can understand a man who is blind walking by the edge of such a river, what a chance he has of surviving. The danger is very great. When people don't think where they're going, so they're in great peril. <coughs> but also, also, and his injury is more certain than his safety. So he's telling us, unless people adopt the attitude of thinking about themselves, which they don't do, then it's almost certain that they're going to get in all kinds of troubles and avails. Troubles means difficulties in life, because they didn't think beforehand what they have to do, and others, because they'll fall into temptations and tests that they weren't prepared to contend with. And that's the subject of the hearers. Ki ulom, chesoren ashmira, the lack of watching oneself, 
it is naturally blind. Or he chooses to be blind, it's all the same. So a person chooses to be blind, it's the same as if he were a blind man, and he's certain that he's going to fall into difficulty. Let's say that piece over. complained about this flaw in his generation. Because they were affected by this form of affliction. What's that mean? They conceal their eyes from looking at their deeds, which people today also do the same. They don't think about themselves at all. Not to put their minds to see what are my deeds. Are my deeds right? Or is there something wrong in what I'm doing? Now later he'll say that you should set some time for this. Somebody will do it a minute a day, or this very little, it also be a very big start in life. A minute a day, just to think, are you embarked on the right course in life in general? And also about certain things that happen during the day. Is it according to the Torah? Was it advised by the Hachamim and so on? Should those deeds have been done or should those deeds have been avoided? That's the question. And you may complain about that. Now we might think it's only for big tzaddikim to have such thoughts. But here we see Yirmiyah was castigating the entire generation. So we see he considers that an obligation for all Jews that they must take upon themselves this task of putting their minds on what they're doing. There's no man who regrets his evil to say, what have I done? What have I done means he begins reviewing his deeds and thinking it over. They continue in their gallop like a horse that's speeding in Muhammad. Now, a horse that's speeding, they won't stop in the middle. And these people are galloping on their way in life, and they will not stop, and they'll continue to make all the mistakes that they have started to do. And therefore, Yemiah is blaming them for not stopping to consider whether their path in right is the right path. I say up to here inside. Now his comparison to a horse must be explained. Because he said above, animals know how to protect themselves. And here he's giving a muscle of a horse that's rushing ahead without stopping. The answer is this. The horse by himself would know how to protect himself. But he has a rider on him. And the rider is driving him to destruction. And so, when we would be aware that we have passions, we have a Yetzirah that's driving us, and we're rushing pell-mell in the wrong direction, even some people he's talking about, they're rushing in the wrong direction, in their relations to other people, or in a way they do Avedas Hashem, and many mitzvahs. So these people, if they would for a moment stop and consider 
they can recognize the error of their ways and they can change their lives. These people were galloping in the speed of their practices and their habits. Without leaving themselves any time to think about the deeds they're doing and the general ways. Now later, he's going to explain there are three big causes for this. And one of the main causes is the fact people are too busy. They do not leave any leisure for themselves. And if there's time left open, they find something to occupy themselves with. And therefore, they never allow themselves an opportunity to stop and think about themselves. That's one of the purposes of Shabbos and Yontiv. We stop. And the purpose of stopping is a little time should you have for yourself. What's for yourself? There's so much to think about that the truth is that the time is not enough. But at least a few minutes on Shabbos and Yontiv, a person should be able to devote to consider his, his affairs. He should think about himself. How did he speak to his fellow men? How did he treat his parents, to his father, to his mother, to his neighbors? How did he treat his employees, his employers? Or how, what kind of daven does he daven? Maybe he should start coming to or other things that he neglects. Maybe he's saying without thinking in the first blood. And Shmanes, without even having the first bracha, did not get to Shmanes at all. There are very many things to think about. Maybe he's lacking in Emunah, in Aves Hashem, in Yiras Hashem. And so, among the many things that a person will discover, he surely will find things in which he can improve himself. In the case of one Gentile, Havdul, a businessman, who every Saturday night, he told their family, he wants to have some time for himself. He went into his room and closed the door, and every Saturday night for a little while, he refused to come out and answer them, if they called him. Because he needed that time, he said, to think over his affairs. So we see, it's a common sense thing like inventory. Even a Gentile understood the necessity for inventory, a little bit at least. And the people who do that are sure to have a greater success in their lives than anyone else. Because this is the first step on the ladder that goes up to Shemayim. Zahiras. That's the ladder that he mentioned before. Or Pinchas Ben The very first step is Zahiras. However, he put a condition before. In order to know how to practice this quality, of examining your deeds, you must be in contact with learning. Because otherwise, he doesn't know how to gauge, how to measure. If he's in contact with learning, so he knows how to look at himself, how to view his deeds. So Torah, the first step in this process is learning Torah. And then comes a procedure called Zahiris, which means awareness of what he's doing. Before, the Mechaber spoke about the urgency 
of putting your mind on what you are doing. It means keeping an inventory of what you're doing in general, your ways in general, and also on individual things that you did. Otherwise, you're like a blind man walking on the edge of a river, and he said, it's more certain that he'll fall in than he won't. Now, we start the bottom paragraph. Ulam, you are Muslim. This is one of the stratagems of the Yesara and his cunning to make his service heavy always on the minds of people. Which means he wants to keep people busy with all kinds of things so they shouldn't have any leisure to think about themselves. So there shouldn't remain any kind of empty space or leisure that they should look and consider in which direction are they traveling. Here they are, because he knows right well. She if people would put their mind, even for a little while, to consider their ways in life, they surely would begin to regret doing these things. If people had any leisure to think about themselves, there's no question that they would change their way. Now, he's talking about people who are brought up like Jews. If people are brought up like Goyim, then leisure won't help them, and they won't even know what to do. But people are brought up like Jews, more or less, only they're too busy to know whether they're doing what's right. Therefore, the Yeshahara steps in and he keeps them busy for that purpose. And this remorse that they would experience then would continue to have an effect more and more upon them. If they would have a little time to think about themselves, they'd have a certain regret about certain things that they do, or certain general directions that they're following, and their remorse would continue to grow bigger and bigger. Until they would forsake wrong actions entirely. Now, this stratagem of the Yetzirah, he told us, you should know, we have a model for it in the Torah. Exactly the same way that the Yetzirah kept us busy all our lives in order not to let us have any time to think about ourselves, that's exactly what Pava in Mitzrayim intended for the Bnei Yisrael in the days of Mishra similar to the council of Parah Actually, the Rambam says in one place, Parah is the Yesuharah. Interesting thing. Which means that Parah was one of the tools employed by the Yesuharah. What's that mean? When Moshe Rabbeinu came and told the Bnei Yisrael that the time is at hand for them to get ready to leave Mitzrayim, to be set free, so they began talking about it and clamoring 
So Paul heard about this, he was very much displeased. So he said the reason that they're talking about such things, they have too much time on their hands. Not working enough. He said, The labor should become heavier on the people. Let them work. And the should be very shocking. And it shouldn't turn their minds to false things. Here somebody comes along, Amisha is telling them about freedom. All these are false ideas. And if people wouldn't have time, they wouldn't think about these false ideas. That's exactly what they say all at once. We shouldn't have time to think about ourselves. And we could waste all our lives traveling in the wrong direction and doing the wrong things. Shoyo Miskavin, he intended, our intended not to leave them any empty leisure at all. The ability yitnu leave or yusimu eisenek. They shouldn't put their mind or make plans against him. Let's have to your inside. Elohoya mishtadel, but Pare exerted himself, vafriya libom mikol is benenus to prevent their minds from any kind of thinking. By means of the continuing work, they had no stop to it. Before, they were given straw, and they were supposed to make bricks. Now, that Pari saw they had a little time to talk things over, she said, no more straw, you'll have to go collect straw for yourself. So in addition to the heavy labor making bricks, they'll have to go out and look for straw in the land of Israel. And the purpose was, they shouldn't have one minute free for themselves to think. And that's what the Yetzirah does. And sometimes, not only he gives people unpleasant tasks, he gives them successful tasks to do. To look for fun and good times and making more money and so on. And people become so involved in all kinds of undertakings in their pastimes that they have no time to think about themselves. And that's where the Yetzirah is able to succeed with them. Exactly the same in the Council of Yetzirah against people. Now the story of Pare is put there, according to him, in order to teach us this lesson. Pare the model. He's a warrior, the Yetzirah, and he's trained in cunning. Now all this is based on the teaching of the Gemara that Yeshua not just our passions and instincts. Yeshua is actually a force that Hashem created in the world, like a Malach, and a powerful force that has all the stratagems at his disposal. And he is therefore trained, and he knows that this method of keeping people busy is one of the most effective in ruining their lives and their careers. The actually humiliate me menu is impossible to escape from the Yetzirah with great wisdom and and a great amount of circumspection means thinking about yourself. Now before, he told us the very first step Torah brings to his ears. So you must have some learning. Without learning, then all this is just a waste of words. Because you know you have plenty of time on your hands. He you doesn't know what to do. What's wrong? We have a shoyim now, because they will live a life of health care, the religious Jews, they don't know. If we gave them many hours of leisure to think, think over, they would know what to think. But people who learn, as a better type of people, they are also misled by the Yetzirah. 
and they could make a little time for themselves to think things over according to the standards that they learned, they would discover quickly that they're headed in the wrong direction. Maybe they're living in the wrong neighborhood. Maybe they have the wrong attitudes in their panosa. Maybe they should be in some other form of livelihood. All kinds of things people are making mistakes, serious mistakes in general, and also individual mistakes. And therefore, this thing of being too busy is one of the most important frustrations in our attempt to come closer to Hashem. Say up to here. Right on. So what he just said implies that a person has to muster his abilities, his mental abilities, to contend with such an opponent. Just can't sit back and say, I want to be a good Jew. You have to utilize your mental abilities and think into the matter and see what can I do to change my way in life. Now, most people are not aware that their way is wrong, because they never learn. So, Monsieur Lechon actually is doing both things. Always said Torah brings to Zahiris, and you need a supply of information in order to do this. While we're learning, he's going to supply us with that information. He'll tell us how to control your anger, you shouldn't have a temper, how to control your passions, you shouldn't indulge too much in pleasures that spoil a person's willpower. He tells us how you shouldn't become too arrogant and think too much about yourself. And so he tells us, as we go along, he tells us the information that we should have learned by ourselves from various places in the Torah and the Vimek Shulia. So, although he based his safer on the assumption that people learned before, all they need is time to think these things out, but actually it's not so. People don't know these things. And as we learn further and further, we're going to pick up all this valuable information. That's what the Novi was shouting. The Novi said, Put your minds on your ways. Think about your way in life. Are you treating your wife right? Are you treating your children right? Are you treating your neighbors right? And so on. That's just one of the things you should think about. And there are thousands of important things in life for people to think about in order to be successful in life. And the truth is, even successful in one's health, he also needs to think about things. Successful in his business, he also has to think about it. And therefore, thinking about one's way in life is a very profitable way of doing things. When people think things over, for instance, the person, why is it that so many people are unfriendly to me? People are scowling friendly to me. And it never occurs to him that because he scowls at other people. And when you discover that, then he changes it and becomes more popular. He smiles and the world smiles back at him. And many things like that people will discover if they think into their ways. Don't allow sleep for your eyes. And don't allow your eyelids to slumber. It means don't sleep all day long. Rescue yourself like a deer from a hand. And a deer feels somebody approaching, he's in a dash, in a minute he speeds away. So as soon as you realize the danger you're in, don't wait, but speed away like a deer. Like a bird flies from the hand of the one that wants to net it with a net. The answer is out for you. 
and you have to make it your business to jump out of the net and flee for your safety as soon as possible. Our sages said, call our shom or Somebody assesses his ways in this world, which is measures his ways. He sees if his ways measure up to the standards that he should have followed. To be rewarded that Hashem will help him. Once a man tries to see whether he's doing the right thing, then I call this boy, surely will guide his footsteps and give him success. That's where I have to stop. Say that inside. Because this Sefer is based on the principle of doing things in order to further yourself toward the goal of Shlemus, therefore it's important now, he says, to let us know that it's not up to us alone. That our Kodesh Baruch Hu also needs to be brought into it to help us. Like all things, a person believes that he alone can do things, same as also in Ruchnes, it's an error to think he himself can do things. Now, Uposhitu, it's a simple thing to everybody should understand. Shafilu in Pikach even if a man will give supervision over himself, it doesn't have the power to rescue himself from the Yeshaharah. Unless HaKodesh Baruch Hu will give him his aid. Yeshaharah is very powerful. It's a malach. It's a force that Hashem set loose in the world and it has at his resources all the things that are necessary. And therefore, it's not possible for a human being to confront the Yetzirah. Only if I call this brother who wants to help the man. The Roshe is lurking for the Sadiq. He's looking from an out, from an ambush. He's looking for the Sadiq and he seeks to kill him. And the Pussy concludes, it's Hashem lo Hashem won't allow him to fall into the hand of the Russia. It means the Yetzirah. Ah, in Horodom, but once a man starts paying attention to himself, so I call this brother who sees that's what he wants, that the man himself desires to make progress, then will help him. And he'll be saved. But suppose he doesn't pay attention to himself, and he is relying only that Akkadish Bora should help him. Then Akkadish Bora said, if you won't do anything, why should I? And it's certain Akkadish Bora won't pay any attention to him. So in all things, the same as in Parnassar too, if a person decides to be a loafer, not to work, and he hopes with Akkadish Bora for his help, to have Parnassar, and so he won't. Only when a man makes an effort to make a living, 
then Akadosh Baruch Hu steps into the picture and causes him to succeed. So here it's also the same. Kiim who ain't a chos, if he has no pity on himself, miyachu so who will have pity on him? Who kiim ashomu yichenuach is like the Chachamim said. Kol nish ain't bode. Anybody has no sense. It means he doesn't take care of himself. He has no seichel. Also, the Chachamim is forbidden to have pity on him. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have pity on him. But our Kodesh Baruch gives orders to all the things in the world, they shouldn't have pity on him. So the conditions will not be conditions that are favorable to him. He shouldn't expect that he'll be protected and he'll be encouraged. No. On the contrary, our Kodesh Baruch says to all the things in the world, don't help this man out. If I won't be for myself, merely who will be for me? So therefore, it's important for a person to make some effort. Now the truth is, even a small amount of effort is also justifies that Hashem should help him. Of course, the more effort he shows, the more is justified. Set that aside. And now he begins giving guidelines for this function of thinking about himself. Have to know what to think about. Somebody wants to pay attention to supervise himself. There are two aspects that you need. Aspect means the way you look at things. He needs two aspects from which he's going to do this supervising over himself. One of them is he should study what is the real good that a person should choose. And the real harm that a person should flee from it. Now that's the first thing. And therefore, if he doesn't do that, then he won't succeed. He must have some training, some study, what's considered the real good in life, and what's considered the real harm in life. Now, everybody will say, you know, you already know, what's the use of studying? But the truth is, you don't know, because there's so much to know about what's considered good in life. I'll give a muscle. Here's a man who is a flu man, and still he doesn't know how to guard his tongue. And he talks. And with his tongue, he can do so many averes that he loses everything. Or well, here's a nice true man. He keeps mirrors aloshin, but he fights with his wife. Now the wife is the most frequent person with whom he deals with. So his most of his dealing in life is unsuccessful with his fellowship. So you have to know what's meant, what's good in life. And good in life means, includes good character, also means good habits like going to learn. It means going to the base of Knesset, to Armenian. Good means many things. Good means where you're going to live, what neighborhood, very important. Good means how will you consider the future of your children? That's important. But what happened to your children? Just let them grow up like that? Our children have to be trained for Panosa. Not all children are made to sit in a kelo. 
You have to think about that. Don't train your child to a panasa. You'll become a loose fellow, a broken character. Therefore, there's a lot to learn. You have to learn all these things and study as much as you can. Of course, you can't know everything, but you have to prepare your mind what's good in life. And good means very many things. And what's not good also very many things. Very many things are not good. Take a long time to talk about it. Some of the things we'll learn later. But there's no question that a person is in contact with the right Sfarim, he'll get this information. But he didn't learn this Sfarim, so it doesn't even occur to him there's something he should know. He thinks there's nothing to know. But once he looks in this Sfarim, his eyes open up, and he sees there actually are thousands of things in life that you have to be aware of. Literally thousands of things. It's like a driver. You drive your car. There's so many things you have to watch out for. If you don't, everybody knows what's going to happen. The same as in life's highway, you have to know how to drive and what to avoid. That's the first thing. To study how many things there are that are useful, that we should try to know, we try to do and try to be, and also the very many things you have to try to avoid. That's the first thing. But is, and in addition to that, doesn't mean he has to wait. Once he'll wait, then he'll start doing the right things when he's 95 years old. No, he doesn't wait. At the same time, he means, at the same time, while you're studying what's considered the good things in life, what's considered the not good thing, at the same time, you also have to pay attention on the deeds that he is doing. Right now, how is your behavior? Is your behavior in accordance with those principles that you saw were good? Or is it with those things that you know should be avoided? Liris is his behavior included in the good things that he knows are good? Or meklalala? So now that's the two main principles that people have to keep in mind when they want to do something for themselves. To keep in mind as much as possible, always to try to find out what's right and also what's wrong. And you'll never finish with that. You always try more and more, and because you'll discover more and more. People will look back and see how many mistakes they made toward their father and their mother, mistakes towards their wives, mistakes toward their neighbors, toward their children, in the yeshiva, to their rebbes, and look back and they'll see that they didn't have the opportunity to be told what's right. Nobody told them. Now, therefore, it's important, in addition to that, at the same time, see on your own deeds if your deeds are in accordance with what you know, should be the right way. First, say that inside. Before, he spoke of the importance of to put your mind on what your way in life is. I would explain in two things, your general way in life and also the details of the ways of your life. You have to put your mind on it. And I was explaining that he had to, first of all, see what is the right way for a person like him to be. Of course, each person has his own darach. Not everybody has the same darach. What is the right way that Akkadish Baruch Hu expects a man like that to follow? Then he should see if he is following that darach. That's the two things he said before. 
What is the right way for a person like that? Let's say he's a retired man, or a young man, or a boy. Each person has a certain way in life. That's a follow. What is a derech for him? And secondly, is he following that right derech? Now, now he explains. This machshava should be at the time that he's doing something, and also not when he's doing anything. He explains. He shouldn't do anything unless he weighs it in the scales of this knowledge that he thought before. Is this what I'm supposed to do according to my way in life or not? So, before he does something, of course, that's not so easy, give a moment thought, is that in accordance with the derech that is expected of him? That's one thing. And shalom b'shazmaisa, and not in the time of doing the thing. Sheyishkel sheyale lefon of zichrin chalmaisa. He should take time to think about his deeds in general. Let's say at the end of the day, or sometimes on the end of the week. One of the purposes of Rosh Chodesh is to look back on the whole past month. Zman Kapora, the whole Tel Dosan. Therefore, Ve'yishkel Oysan Gam came B'moizna Mishkosa. And he should weigh his deeds in the scale of this idea. So, when he is going to do something, so let him think, is it in accordance with the plan that I should follow? And in general, he should also have a time to think over it, look back, and see if the things that he did were according to the plan that he should have followed. Just say that aside. Now he explains, he should look with two purposes. He should see what wrong things there are there in order that he should expel it from his life. The wrong things, he should get rid of them. And that we understand. Now he says a chiddush. Umami in our type, he should also see what good things he did or that he is, possesses. The housemaid bow. What's the purpose of seeing the good that he has? In order to persevere in it. Or become stronger in it. I'll give a marshal. And suppose a person doesn't realize he has a good meter. He's bashful. He doesn't think it's a good meter. But bashfulness, we know, because he's bashful, there are many things he wouldn't do that the people who have boldness would do. So he doesn't know that bashfulness is a good thing. So when he examines his qualities and he sees bashfulness, he should know it's a good thing and he should make it his business to hold on to it and to remain bashful. Now, people have good qualities that they ignore and in the course of time, these qualities wear out because they come in contact with certain conditions that make them forget or stop the qualities that they had before. But you had good things in you, hold on to it and don't let go of it. And that's part of the cheshbon. Now we have the two cheshbonists. One cheshbon is what wrong things you have in order to get rid of them and also to discover the good things that you have and make sure you hold on tightly to them and you even increase in them and make it more. These are two cheshbenes. Say that inside. Now, if he discovers something wrong in his way or in his maizim, not enough to be sorry 
to do shiva for it, but all he should look into it and search in his mind what kind of stratagems he should do to keep away from the Ra with the torment and to purify himself from it. So let's say that he was in a place where he spoke against good people he spoke against good people because he was careless. So now I say, why did I speak against them? Maybe it was because the person I was talking to encouraged me to talk that way. So you have to keep away from that man. A man whose company causes you to despise good people from people, let's say. So you have to keep away from him. Because he encourages you to do what's wrong. The, the, the nature of a person is he's bottled to other people. Once you talk to a person, you bottle to him. You forget everything. And yes, you just want to do what's pleasing in his, his, in his sight. So therefore, the enchantment, the attraction of a personality, of a wrong person, causes you to do wrong things too. So you have to make up your mind, I'll, I won't associate with him. I'll see him, I'll be friendly, but I won't stop and talk to him, because once you stop and talk to him, you fall under the spell of his personality, and you also become a let's, and you are a battle good people. Say that inside. You must make inventory and see what merchandise is selling, and which merchandise will just lie on your shelves and won't sell. You have to know what causes you to have profit, and what is just a waste of money to invest in. So the same is, with your own life, which is ten times more important than your merchandise, it's important to make inventory. And there's certain things that are just a waste of life, and certain things that are so important that it pays him to invest more in those things. This thing, let us know, the importance of putting your mind on your life and thinking about yourself. A man would be better off not to have been born. In most cases, people are better off not to be born. Most cases, people are failures. The Akshav but now that he is born, what should he do in order not to be a failure? He should search into his deeds. That's the way for a person to be a success. He should think about his deeds. Some say a different He should feel his deeds. Now the difference between searching and feeling, he'll explain soon. Searching means you to see what is there that you have to take out and get rid of it. And yamashmesh means, let's say you find something good, but you have to know if there's any substance to it. Sometimes when you buy a certain piece of material in the store, a suit, it's been in the window such a long time that the sun had actually ruined the fabric. And once you take it between your fingers and start rubbing it hard, it melts away into dust. It's ruined by the exposure to the sun. So it's not enough to know you have good things. You have to feel the good things, see how good they are. Maybe you're deceiving yourself, and it's not good at all. For instance, a person, let's say he davens. Davening, very important. But let him feel the davening. What is he davening? Is he in the first bracha of Shemun Ezra? If you're not in the first bracha of Shemun Ezra, then he's not in the Shemun Ezra. And in general, called Tzvila Belei Kavana, Rambam says, Eina Tzvila. So you have to feel your mindset. Feel it between your fingers and see if the fabric is not uh, decayed, won't melt away under inspection. 
No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use.